over 17 million shipping containers in circulation globally with a number of active shipping containers at more than 5 million. Welcome to FBA Profits. My name is Leland. My name is Zuby. We just get more professional every time. It's just slick. It just fits. It's that time of year we're in deep into Q4. Uh, we've been talking about making sure to have all your inventory lined up and ready to go to maximize a, a Q4, a strange Q4, a different Q4 here in 2021. But today we're talking about Black Friday sourcing and take it away. What, what, are we, what are we supposed to be doing getting ready for that Friday after Thanksgiving with the belly full of turkey? Well, Black Friday is uh, not just, well, it is the day after Turkey Day, but for sellers, it actually, it's already started for us. Um, oh, what? I'm supposed to already be doing this? Oh, for sure. Oh, no. the, the Black Friday sales have already started. I've got my emails on a daily basis from pretty much every retailer out there. It's like the day on, like Halloween's over, you get November 1 and you're just getting inundated with it. Sure. It's, it's, it's crazy because I went to Starbucks this morning and they already had the Christmas decorations. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like it. Tis the season. But that's a whole different thing. <laughs> so Black Friday on, sourcing focus. What are we supposed uh, to be doing? <laughs> so um, Black Friday ads are out already. Black Friday deals are going to be going on for um, at least the next three weeks. Um, and it's important for us as sellers to take full advantage of them. This is, this is a time when um, if you have the capital for it, um, just you need to start sourcing um, and you need to purchase. There's deep discounts, huge discounts. And we'll talk about um, some of the pitfalls that come with those discounts and how to, um, how to navigate them. Uh, but you definitely want to take the time. And um, the first thing you want to do is make sure that you take some time, uh, set some time aside to go through all the Black Friday ads. Um, you know, Kohl's has some great Black Friday deals, Walmart, Target, all the major uh, retailers have amazing Black Friday ads, Best Buy. <clears throat> if you're into electronics, um, they even have some toys there. But whatever, whichever places you like to source from, um, go through their, their Black Friday ads. Um, double check in with which, what sold well for you in the past, um, e during Q4, but even after Q4. Um, and check the ones that are deeply discounted to see and look at the Keepa chart to see how they normally sell. Um, because there are toys that you can purchase at 50% off now that in March sells for you know four times that price. So might, might as well get those, you know, if you have the funding, purchase them. Even if they don't sell during Q4, you're going to get a huge return on them. Per, per what Kipa has told us, you know, later on or early on next year. Um, it becomes a little bit of a long-tailed inventory, but we need long-tailed inventories. It, it's not all about uh, flipping things within a week or two every single time. So that's so important. This fits your larger buying strategy, which, I mean, we're late. If you're trying to do this for, you know, uh, Christmas or the, the December seasonal sales, you're kind of late unless you have a different strategy for delivery, but longer. And this, so you're being more strategic too, and correct me if I'm wrong on what you're looking at. It's not just trying to find a deal. It's those things which fit some type of 
strategy you have. And I mean, you described one, which is the long tail. Hey, this is something that traditionally a quarter or two after the end of the year does well. So now I need to store it somewhere. I need to understand. I got to remember that it's there to bring it back into inventory and put it out to put it in active inventory. So this, this buying practice is much larger than just the end of year crunch. You're just trying to maximize what's happening right now with the sales. Correct. And I don't want to um, scare people off with your comment um, that they're late because I think there's still plenty of time left to get products in for FBA in time for the Q4 rush, well, for the Christmas rush. We have to understand I'm early to everything. You are. You are definitely. <laughs> I've been conditioned by the family I grew up in when we would show up at a baseball game before the baseball players had even left their home. So forgive me if I say it's late. In my mind, we're late. So I appreciate for the qualification. No, it. There's still time. There's, um, you know, probably within the first week, um, even of, of, of December, you can still send FBA items um, in and, you know, you should get, um, if not all of them active, most of them active in time for Christmas. Um, uh, but but there's also merchant fulfillment. We, we've, we talked about that in a previous podcast. Um, you can purchase these toys and just list them as merchant fulfilled. Um, but the, the buying strategy is what's important. You want th- these these deals come around practically once a year. You know, just Black Friday deals. There's some tremendously discounted pr- products out there. Products that have sold for years and they have sold very well throughout the year. So make sure you take the time to go through the Black Friday ads and um, you know spend an hour or two a week on or or more if you have the time and just see you you can find some great nuggets in there and um if if walmart's only allowing you to purchase 12 of something that's deeply discounted at a time via oa purchase 12 wait for it till it ships then purchase another 12. Um, if you are out and about in town and you know that you've purchased these great products from uh, oa from walmart and there's a walmart near you walk into it see if they have it in store if they do see if you can purchase it see if you can buy you know clear the shelf or if not then by the maximum they will allow you. But definitely start purchasing products that are deeply discounted right now. Um, and the discounts are going to continue into December. So stay vigilant with them. Um, second thing that you really need to do this year, especially this year, um, is um, go wider uh, with, the, with your total inventory. Uh, because of the limits that these retailers are starting to put on us uh, for how many we can purchase at a time, from them, um, it's hard to, you know, you're not able to, to purchase a hundred different units of a specific toy at, at, at one time from Walmart or from Target. You have to buy 10 or 12 at a time. So it's, you need to go wider on the different products. So instead of buying a hundred of one item, buy, you know, 10 of 10 items. Um, and then in a few days, buy another 10. Uh, but you definitely want to start going wider. Um, it, it, it kind of, um, if there is any risk involved with it, 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 it mitigates that risk to, to, to a certain extent. Um, but for the most part, because of the, the, the limitations on how many we can order from these retailers, um, we definitely recommend going uh, wider this year specifically um, with the products you're purchasing. And that, that harkens to a, another point you made before where we're in different times. And so Amazon does change, right? It's not just on the rails. You don't have to think about it. You have to adopt your strategies. And that's one of them. Instead of going deeper, it's going wider. And it's it's a slight change. It's a slight variation, right? 
but it's addressing what's happening with the the sourcing and that and and their pain points with what's going on in the world right now. Absolutely, it's it's important for us to always be pivoting uh, yeah. when when these challenges arise. Um, and Amazon will throw challenges at us. Life will throw challenges at us. Hmm. Um, so it's it's important to get in the habit of pivoting to 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 meet those challenges. Um, there's also going to be a much greater uh, number of competitors on your listings. And, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that more people, more sellers are going to go wider this year. Um, you know, sellers that maybe have specialized in specific categories or whatnot <clears throat> cannot purchase the, the, the full amount of products that they normally purchase to ship in. So they have additional capital. So they're now going to go wider and enter different categories and enter different products that they probably haven't sold in the past. So, you, you know, we've already started seeing different listings where it used to be eight or 10 sellers and now there's 30 sellers on them and already there's 30 sellers on them. So, and the sellers are going to continue going up. Don't let that scare you. Um, For the most part, um, the number of sellers is, in my opinion, not as important as the quantity of inventory that they have. I would much rather have some, uh, a, a listing that's, you know, in the low thousands BSR that um, has 50 different sellers, each of them have 10 units um, a piece on average versus having four different sellers and one seller has 10,000 units. Um, it just, uh, you know, there's a lot more um, inventory for me to compete against. If, some, if a seller has you know, thousands of units, it's hard for me to be able to wait for them to sell out unless I can go lower than them. Um, but for the most part, if they're selling that many, they can they can compete against you. So just because you see a large number of sellers on a listing, don't let it um, uh, concern you or don't let it scare you. Take the time to go and just check to see what their inventory levels are. Kipa is now offering that function for free. So just look at it, see how many they have. If you see that there are you know 15 different sellers with a thousand or more items, move on to the next one. If you see that the majority of them have you know in single digits, well, that's those single digits are going to run out very fast on a low BSR product, so don't worry about it. Um, it's going to be competition's going to be more um, numbers-wise on listings, but not more fierce in the in the sense that you're not going to be able to they're not going to be able to sell through their products because most people won't have too many units um, to sell. And more than likely, you're one of those people then too. So your turn in the hopper will come. And you'll burn through and it won't be 1,000 or 10,000 like the examples you just gave. It's going to be your 10, 20, 30, 50. And once you get into that buy box, you should rip through yours pretty quickly because you went wider. It's not a, it's not a deep dive. So, yep. Absolutely. And on, the same, on that same note or on that same point, don't start chasing prices down. Um, you know, when you have 40 different sellers, repricers fighting each other, it's going to go to the lowest min of whichever one has the lowest men. Um, don't chase it, especially if they only have, you know, a handful of items, let them sell out, let them sell on that low price, the, the lowest price, lower the BSR for you. So you're getting more traffic into that listing, wait for them to sell out, and it's going to come come up to you very quickly. So don't, don't chase the price down, um, unless there's a reason why um, you need to, to sell those items very quickly. For example, Amazon changed your IP, your, uh, inventory storage 
um, or your volume storage and you're going to get charged uh, overage fees, then yeah, you have to sell them. But other than that, wait for the price to come up. Uh, don't chase the price down because you're just going to be, you're going to find out that in three weeks, you could have sold that product for you know, an, an additional 40% ROI if you had just waited. And now you, you even if you can source that product by the time it gets there or, or whatever, you're not able to sell it. So don't chase prices down uh, unless you have to for a specific reason where you're being, uh, you're, you're incurring expenses or costs um, if you don't sell. So the rules of like stranded inventory and of course the long-term something getting iced out and going to the, the, the deep, dark, cold storage, those things all remain the same. But it's a different price. It's a different strategy because your inventory is a different. You're not you're not carrying huge amounts of inventory where it becomes that weird competition of I have so many and there are only so many are being sold. Now you have a smaller bit and you're just waiting your turn in the hopper. So you want to continue to be, you know, uh, competitive with it, but not foolish, right? It's not you're not rushing to get rid of five or ten or twenty five of something. Exactly, it makes Especially sense. Especially the higher priced items. You know, you want to you want to maximize those returns on them. Um, and, and along the same lines, um, you don't, it's not December 24th isn't your deadline um, that you have to sell all these products for. Mm-hmm. There's a tremendous amount of sales that come in to us as sellers um, post Christmas, you know, gift cards, um, you know, returns, and then buying, you know, I didn't get what I wanted. So I need, I got money or I got gift cards and I want to purchase more. So um, sales will continue to happen for us uh, after Christmas and into the new year. So source for it in Black Friday when they're, you know, especially as it gets closer to the real Black Friday where, you know, that's when the, the biggest discounts are going to happen. Buy products for sale in, in January and February uh, because you will get those sales. Um, and because of the, the, the wider strategy that a lot of sellers are using now, um, you're going to have a lot of sellers, but then when they sell out, the prices are, when the sales go out, go are done, the Black Friday sales are done and the prices to purchase the product goes up, inevitably the sale prices are going to go up as well, or mm-hmm. the price that we can sell the products for are going to go up as well. So give it some time and sell it at a, at a profit that is much higher than what you could, could have sold it for in, in Q4 if you had competed with the 40 other sellers. So if you have the ability to hold on to it, hold on to it for an extra month or, or two and sell it in January or February at a much higher price uh, than you would be able to do it here. So source for during Black Friday, not just for Q4, but source for Q1 as well. Source for the future because those deals are going to bring you a tremendous amount of returns um, if you are um, strategic about them. Well said. Anything else to add to our Black Friday sourcing? Um, the the last thing, and this is going to be piggybacking on, on our last uh, um, podcast episode, um, Black Friday deals are going to be great as soon as you get them, list them merchant fulfilled. Um, you can ship them in still, right? But keep one or two at, at home or at your prep center and just get the merchant fulfilled. So you can get those sales right away. You don't have to wait for the um, process of getting the shipment from you from you or your prep center all the way to your inventory. You know, that could take two, three, four weeks. So um, make sure you keep a few at, at, on hand uh, to list merchant fulfilled. And then if, you, if they start selling, then go source more specifically for merchant fulfilled. 
um, it's important to have that strategy in your toolbox. Nicely done. Snuck that one in on me. That's right. Very good. All right. Anything else? That's it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to FBA Profits. Visit us at our website www.fbaprofits.us for more details like our Facebook group and Twitter for timely news and events.